everyone, welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Major G. And Scott Jans. <laughs> this, this is episode 48. Do I drink the water? Ooh, good question. <laughs> Trust the Trail is sponsored by Blueberry Hosting. If you're looking for a cloud service to host your podcast, look no further than blueberry.com. That's B L U B R R Y.com. Just by listening to this podcast, you get one free month for your first podcast. Just type in Trust the Trail, and we'll post that link on this podcast on the www.thebackpacker.tv under Trust the Trail podcast. Very cool. <laughs> on this episode, we discuss water filtration versus water purification and what might be best for you. So... What really is the difference between a backpacking water filter and a backpacking water purifier? And why are you going to opt to buy one over the other? So this is again, this is one of those gear debate gigs where people <laughs> can get caught up forever in like, do I purify the water or do I filter the water? And so um, it's... You know, we get a lot of this when we take new people out backpacking for the first time. Um, and they're like, oh my God, there's just so much out there. How do I choose? What do I choose? And so for most of the time, people come to our class for the first time and they have all these gadgets and pills and tablets and uh, they got the SteriPen with the UV light thing. Most and people have two different sources, you know, one filtration, one purification. Um, and so we are just synopsis scene synopsis scene we're trying to make it pretty easy so uh, new backpackers uh can can get a pretty simple idea of what the difference is between the two so kind of let's go with the simplest terms first water filtration system water filter this is the same technology that is used on your tap water faucets um, you've seen a ton of these carbon filter, uh, like the, uh, the MicroPure and all kinds of water filter commercials. You see them at your store. These are the same type technology that you stick on your, your regular tap water faucet. Yeah, okay? at home. At home, okay? So that is kind of like your basic water filtration system when we're talking about backpacking. It works really kind of uh, the same way. So in the simplest terms, uh, a water filtration system gets rid of all of your like parasites, protozoa, even bacteria, giardia, which will make you really super sick. Um, and so uh, you will usually get rid of 99.9% of that in giardia in the water, uh, parasites. Um, but it's not going to get rid of. Um Viruses, though. Right. So that's, so that's the difference. Yeah. Water filtration system, or, yeah, filtration system, carbon, your carbon filters get rid of bacteria, but they do not get rid of viruses. And we'll talk a little bit about my experience getting viral meningitis in, from water. So stay tuned. <laughs> in a minute. <laughs> um, and so a water purifier gets rid of everything. It does exactly what it says. It purifies the water. And so it's going to give you 
it's going to get rid of everything. So the big difference here, and kind of like we're going to put it, this in two categories. If you're backpacking, hiking, traveling within the United States, 95% of the time, you're going to be in a water filtration scenario. Water filtration scenario. The only time that that would not apply is if you are out west and you come across a, a, a cattle pond, which is like really a drinking pond for cattle. Um, and we have come across one before yeah. in the Sycamore Wilderness Canyon, Arizona. Well, even in Texas. So, I mean, yeah, not the cattle ponds are, are prevalent. Right. Um, anytime there's a lot of ranching and cattle going on, that is the only time you would not drink that water. And another, if you see green ooze coming out of a pipe. <laughs> and dumping in like a toxic waste scenario. Seriously, if I saw, oh my God, if I saw green ooze. I think that's bad. I think if you see green ooze coming out of anything, you should turn around and walk the other way. That's just. Probably admit yourself into the CDC. <laughs> probably. probably. <laughs> All right. That is not applicable to this scenario. Green ooze bad. Just summer. Green ooze is bad. And cow ponds, cattle ponds, bad. Livestock ponds, bad. Among other things, but <laughs> yeah, those two things you do not want to even mess with. So that that's really that's that's about as easy as we can break it down for you. So ninety-five um, percent of the time in the United States, water, creeks, streams, rivers, that they're going to be pretty good. Okay. Um, as far as water filtration system going overseas and drinking unknown water, that's going to be a purification type situation. Um, so if you're going to go backpacking in the Amazon rainforest, and uh, I, I mean, you know, you can collect the rainwater, that would be good. But if you're drinking anything else out of any kind of water source, you would have to purify that water for for sure. So. And of course, there there's there's no water filter there's no water filter at all that will take out chemical contaminants. Um, so yeah, I joked around about the green news, but if you're going to be backpacking where they're um, doing a lot of uh, like livestock fertilization, like you know fertilizing, and it's and that fertilizer is running downstream in a creek, you know yeah you can filter your water, but if it's highly contaminated with chemicals there's not a water filter in the world that's going to take those chemicals out yeah and i mean so you know an alternative um to that is a lot of people will boil their water in addition to filtering it so they'll filter it first and then boil it um and so you're kind of killing two birds with one stone per se um you know bringing your you know, bringing your water to a extremely rapid boil for several minutes, that's going to kill, you know, yep. it's, it's going to be a solution to kind of hit both birds and, with one, and, and one that, stone. But, but it also uses an extreme amount of fuel. Yeah, and that's a disadvantage. So, um, and we, we get a lot of, believe me, we, we've, we've seen it all and we've heard it all. A lot of people say, well, I'm just going to boil my water. Mm -hmm. Well, that's great if you have enough fuel to not only cook your food, but then boil your water. And that, and, and, and fire's not always, um, you know, around. And, and so you don't wanna waste all your fuel boiling water. In the United States, again, 
You don't really need to unless you are in an emergency situation and you've gotten you've had to get your water from real sketchy sketchy area and there's a huge red flag <laughs> saying I'm you know then you of course you boil the water of course you boil the water yeah and, we use a we I mean we're not going to go into this necessarily but we use kind of a different like a graded system for yeah. ourselves to kind of you know, check our own selves to make sure that we're playing it as safe as we can. That's right. You know, we just, we have a system, a numbered or a um, lettered system to just say, okay, this calls for boiling and. Right. And, and you know what? <laughs> and filtration. And, and really, you know, for, I mean, I, I for it's us. It's very you know, rare in, that in, we have I mean, to go 20 years boat. of backpacking for me, 10 years of backpacking for you. I mean, <laughs> how many times have we had to use that water source where we're like, oh God, we're good. That's, this is bad. I've only had I, to do it one time yeah, in my I whole life. I, re I remember once for me yeah. as well. So. Yeah. so it's very rare it's that you would, you would have to boil your water. Now, how many so. times have you drinking um, filtered water that still has a very brown Oh Colored. my God! Hundreds of times. <laughs> so that's I want to make I mean, this Cumberland, clear. Your water Cumberland Island is one of them. <laughs> your water filtration systems, uh, you know, your purifications, your your, you know, any method that you go with, it's not going to make that water look any more appetizing. If you have brown water, you have brown water. Right. So <laughs> I can already hear the comments, you know, coming out, and people are saying, "Well, I use iodine." Yeah. Awesome. The one thing you have to know about iodine, however, is that you could possibly be allergic to iodine. No, before you go. No, before you go. So um, always make sure that if you pick out an iodine tablet off the shelf, which you can, um, you need to make sure that you're not going to have an allergic reaction to iodine. Um, pregnant women, for example, cannot, cannot um, use iodine to purify their water. Yeah, though I would imagine if you're a pregnant woman backpacking that you're fully aware of that. You're probably using we would hope filtration so. system. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so, you know, those are kind of the things that you, you just kind of have to, you know, kind of have to, uh, to know. Um, another thing is, you know, like iodine and chlorine um, can change uh, the, the smell the of the taste. water and the taste of the yeah. water sometimes and, and so it's not pleasant it's not pleasant i mean some people don't mind it but personally no i mean it, it no i i can't stand <laughs> uh and you know and then there's sometimes you throw that in but the sulfur smell of the water is yeah. still you know it's still terrible so um the joys the, of the wild Right, right, right. <laughs> um, neither iodine or chlorine will remove uh, all parasites, so you just have to remember that, okay? Um, and then, you know, you've got, you know, your water that looks dirty and gritty, and, you know, you drink it, and there's, like, grit in the water and stuff like that. As long as you have either filtered or purified your, that water, that's, you know, that's going to be fine. Um, it, chewy, water, chewy water. Yeah, right. <laughs> water filter also does not change the taste or color of the water um, but it's much easier to use so you have to remember that but we just kind of want to go through the basics of you know the difference between the filtration and the purification so you guys have a, a much much better um, kind of like handle and knowing what to use um, in certain situations um, so real quickly I'm going to talk about 
how you can do everything right and still get sick by drinking the water. <laughs> um, it's called cross-contamination. So you can have the best water fil filter in the world, you can have the best water purifier in the world, um, but it's very easy to cross-contaminate your stuff when you're backpacking or even outdoors traveling. It, it just it doesn't always have to be, you know, backpacking, but this could this cross contamination happens everywhere. So um, I was backpacking in the Kahata Wilderness, um, and I did the 42 Mile Jacks River Trail, which has 42 um, river crossings, and the Jacks River is, you know, it can be it can be pretty. Um, it can be pretty intense depending on water levels. Most of the time, in the summertime, the highest the water is going to get is probably above your knee a little bit. Um, but for the most part, uh, it's it's you know it's pretty fun. Well, um, I was filtering water, I was doing everything right, but for some reason, I tend sometimes to be kind of like a nail biter. You know, <laughs> when I get nervous, I will. I will chew his chew nails nail. to bits. Um, and so I was, uh, you know, I was hiking and guess what was in the water? My hands. You know, I was picking up pretty rocks. And why, I why, was, why, why were you nervous out in the wilderness? Uh, mm -hmm. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't think I was nervous. Probably I was ha by myself, habitual. you know, yeah. so, um, but I was, you know, picking up pretty rocks and, you know, I'd. I had, uh, you know, just, it was just, it was summer and it was fun and frolicking in the, I was probably frolicking in the stream. In the stream. Well, um, somehow, some way, um, I got a bad, I got a dose of bad water and, um, I finished the hike and about two weeks later, I don't even know if it was two weeks, might've been about a week and a half. I had, I'd come home and, uh, boy, I went down and I went down hard and fast um, I fainted it felt like someone took an ice pick in my head and the headache was so bad I couldn't even see it couldn't open up my eyes the back of my neck hurt and so I went to the emergency room and guess what I had viral meningitis and um, there there's nothing you can do for viral meningitis it's just a virus um, that was one of the that was one my, that was the big lesson learned on cross-contamination. And that is why there are certain water filters that are on the market today that make you get up close and personal with the water and it will filter the water. But that that's something I don't do anymore because the closer the water you get, you know, you can cross-contaminate. So I really try to use water filters that um, I can... Um, you know, I have a clear, uh, a clear, clear, clear system for getting getting the water out of the water stream, creek, lake, river makes no difference, and filtering that water that way, and, and really making sure that I I I do my best not to cross contaminate. Because when you think about it, when you dip your water bag in the in the water. Your hand, you're, you know, you're getting your hands yeah. all wet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I really, really super try hard now, hard now not to, you know, get get other things soaking wet, you know, when I'm filtering my water. So um, you can get, you can still get a waterborne illness even when you filter and you pur purify your water. I got, I happen to me.
But yeah, were you filtering it or just purifying? Or I'm sorry, were you just filtering it and not purifying it? Or no, so um, yeah, just a filtration system. I had a gravity type system where I would dip the bag in the water yeah. and um, hang it on the tree, and then and you know gravity yeah. feed and my, sometimes filter my water that way. Um, and sometimes that's just gonna happen. And you know, and it was just that it was what what. You know, you got to think it's like a parts per billion. You know, right. I mean, the odds of that happening are pretty slim. But, you know, uh, and I can't, when I, I go back through my hike, you know, I have no idea where it would have happened. But it was probably, you know, maybe some water that wasn't moving. It was more stagnant. You know, whatever, whatever I got wet or however I dipped my hand in there, for whatever reason, that virus was um, attached to me. And... Uh, and it, it so take me home it, yeah, it said, <laughs> it said to, no really if i think about that did, that virus did travel like 700 miles to go back to chicago it was keen on you yeah <laughs> yeah waited just for the precise moment <laughs> it said okay let's play <laughs> yeah there's nothing nothing more uh there's nothing worse than being in the hospital and a cdc worker comes in and wants to talk to you about your about your uh which where, where now where were you hiking again i'm like oh dear god i'm gonna be quarantined but there's nothing there's really nothing you can do it's just a matter of um waiting fluid. out yeah there's nothing it's it, you the your biggest uh, issue is is being dehydrated um so i was on fluid so i spent three days in the hospital got a nice little hefty hospital bill but in the end, I'm like, so what did you that, do? Was that just, the most, just expensive, most expensive date you've ever had? Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You're, yeah. You know, and then and then I'd, I was laying in there and then, you know, the CDC lady would come in and say, you know, like, how are you feeling? Like, would you stop walking into my room? What else? What are you waiting for? Like, I got to bite my nails again. Yeah, You're making what, me nervous. What, what are you? What are you not telling me? Um but anyway uh well i mean that's a that in particular is a you know you know a case for this rare situation where you're filtering and you still you know can catch a virus um despite purifying it in some manner so you know i mean it 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 can happen it's very rare it's very unlikely but you know a lot of people do boil their water and that's why the argument is is there for boiling but cross-contamination in general is truly um truly a real thing and i've seen multiple new hikers with new systems that that don't have their system down and they're mixing their clean bag with their dirty bag and they're you know they're just not thinking through the entire process and that comes with a lot of practice that comes with you know, routine, um, you know, it's like muscle memory. You just kind of do your thing, but. Well, and it's really important too, because, you know, a lot of times when you are, so let's say you have filtered your water and you've got your, you've got your platy or your camelback in your backpack, or if you're on a day hike, you know, using a camelback, whatever, in your mouthpiece. I mean, I have seen you know how many times I've almost cross contaminated the, just the mouthpiece oh, alone. It's so, yeah, it's so easy to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so, or it get, you know, I actually one time uh, I laid my uh, platy down and, get, and my mouthpiece got like a little dirty on it. I actually rinsed it off in a creek. 
I mean, how <laughs> stupid is that? You know what I mean? You know what? I'm laughing because I've done that before. I, that exact I, thing before. I'm how like, stupid. oh, that was silly. I know. Well, I mean, maybe, maybe nothing will happen. You know, yeah, I spent 10 minutes filtering water and waiting, you know, for this, for this gravity system to finally give me clean drinking water I and i wash my mouthpiece off in the creek <laughs> oh okay yeah, yeah. it's like no yeah. big deal so <laughs> i mean it's like little things like that that will um you know when we talk about cross-contamination that is really what we're talking about just you gotta you know you just have to beware and um you know i'm telling you i mean you, again that's kind of where our like mental grade of like water um you know how fast it's flowing where it's coming from that kind of thing it's just this like personal grade that we use for ourselves comes in handy because it it kind of takes out of question some concerns yeah, yeah. and 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 there are times too um you know uh, that we we've been backpacking when it, it's like really kind of been in drought conditions in the mountains here, even in the Southeast. I mean, it took a long time to get water. And so, you know, depending on where you're getting water, I mean, I, you know, I, I've been on a backpacking trip where I've had to kind of dig for water before, you know? Uh, yeah, we were. When we went to Mount Rogers, there's hardly any water out there. We were not expecting it to be as dry as it was. It took and... me 45 minutes to fill two liters a, a two liter bag of water and we had both of our dogs also dehydrated and yep. needing water it was it was an interesting yep. <laughs> it was an interesting evening yeah absolutely <laughs> the entire evening turned into like get water you know and as much water and as you we just could manage. And you just kind of reminded me of something yeah. too yeah. um when you said that um so just to let our listeners know if you are bringing your dog on a backpacking trip um, talk to your vet, but dogs are susceptible to Giardia. Okay, so um, <clears throat> Dino actually got a Giardia shot um, when when he was young, um, especially when they're young. Um, so he would be less susceptible of getting Giardia. But dogs, as far as I know, and you may want to talk to your vet, they can get Giardia. But most vets have that shot readily available if you ask your vet, hey. Um, my dog drinks a lot of, out of a lot of creeks, ponds, you know, streams out in the backcountry. Right. Should I get, you know, my dog a Giardia shot? And talk to your vet about that. But dogs can get Giardia. It's true. So, um, and they are not. That's a whole different podcast. That's a whole different podcast. But, your dog to drink out but of really, I mean, you know, we, <laughs> we work so hard to filter our water so we don't get Giardia. And we're letting our, you know. Our dogs drink right out of the yeah. out of the creek. So anyway, check with your vet if you take your dog backpacking a lot. Just maybe ask a generic question like that, so you know they can give they can um, they can give you a lot more information than we can on that whole thing. But I did get Dino a Giardia shot. Um, so we're gonna kind of um, so you're probably asking, okay, well, what are the water? What are good water filters? Which one should I get? You know, what what are you know what are are there some bet are some better than others um so the answer is yes absolutely there are um and so both the, opinion based and we think factual in some cases <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you get a hundred different hundred <laughs> different things so um let's kind of go through the water filtration stuff first not purification just water filtration and again in you know for the most part 95% of 
everywhere in the United States has preferably good drinking water if you filter it. Um, and I'm even talking your tap water, but you know, um, your, those charcoal filters are going to be the best type of water um, filtration systems. Your 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 um, you know your your carbon water filters are usually the best. Well, so yeah, they're probably the least you know the least inexpensive and probably your lighter weight yeah. options. And the thing with water filtration, the technology has come so. I mean, it there there you know research and development. They spend billions of dollars a year. Uh, filtering water so you know coming out with these new products so um, water filtration system for the most part is going to be your gig if you're if you're backpacking in the United States so what so what do you use and what or what did you use so I actually started with the Sawyer Mini um, it weighs only I think it's like 1.4 ounces or mm -hmm. something along that line it's pretty well, extremely lightweight for a water filtration because before that I was using a Katahdin pump and it was insanely heavy and very complicated. Well, it wasn't really complicated. It just had more parts to it. So I got a Sawyer Mini and I actually loved it from the get-go because it was extremely lightweight, extremely compactable. I, I Well, it was just... It's a mini and it's just several inches in size. It doesn't take up any room in my bag. Um, and it's extremely inexpensive and you know, it's durability was, I mean, for, it was insane. It was, it was like this thing you couldn't, you couldn't do any wrong as long as you properly cleaned it. Um, back flushed it, um, you kept up with it, you didn't let it freeze, you know, um, this, that, and the other. It was an extremely great option. I used that for, eh, give or take, what, two years? Mm -hmm. And I hate it. <laughs> I hate it now. <laughs> oh, oh, please share. <laughs> so it's really interesting because I absolutely loved it because it was the best thing on the market at that point but then they came out with the Sawyer squeeze and the difference between Sawyer mini and the Sawyer squeeze um, there is a little bit difference in cost um, there is a slight difference in weight it's almost like double the weight yeah you know and um, it's about three ounces yeah and it's definitely a little bulk well it's a lot more bulkier um, but the comparison between the two is, is time, truly, it's time. And I know that sounds silly because we always say, what else do you have to do out there? But when you're, and, and I was fine with the, I was fine with the mini Sawyer until I went on a long distance backpack journey. And when I was on a long distance backpacking journey, there wasn't always time. It was like, I've got nothing but time, but absolutely no time at all. And that was kind of this like motto that I had in the back of my head because I had goals. I was trying to get from one place to the next. I may or may not have been hiking with groups of people and the mini Sawyer slowed my processes down so much that it was this like dramatic comparison between 
oh, she's got the mini and, oh, I've already filtered like three liters of water right? <laughs> and drinking a liter of that. Well, that's the biggest, that's kind of like the biggest complaint that <laughs> we see time. with the Sawyer mini is that it's it, extremely slow. You, you may age a few years before you get that. <laughs> Before so, you get your so water platy, you know, I mean, God forbid you bring a three liter water platy. Oh, you dear know Lord. I mean. But, you know, it's interesting because, um, you know, especially I was on the Appalachian Trail and um, specifically in the southeast along this route without it being drought season, you're passing by so many streams, so many good water sources so frequently that really it's a it's a grab and go method it's it's like you know dip in your dirty water bag attach your mini squeeze to it your mini sawyer squeeze to it and it's like a dip and go you're drinking straight from yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know the and container. that's primarily how the mini started by the way exactly but you know when you're when you're trying to plug in 20 miles a day and you're trying to get somewhere well, it's not. Yeah, you you know you're trying to filter for like you know several liters at a time and just like well that's chug the, away at it. That's the thing. So it's you know um, it's a it, for the dip and go method for the person like you know again we talk about this all the time in your on our podcast you know like you know plan and prepare where you're gonna go right how long you're gonna be there so in the southeast in the southeast there's water everywhere everywhere mm-hmm. so you're probably a lot less apt to carry more water in your backpack so you can save the weight and then you use the dip and go method exactly exactly in that case you it's almost tempting to talk kind of like throw like you know a life straw water filter in your pack and then the squeeze in your backpack and kind of have the multi-purpose stuff um you know, again, I you know, I, I don't want to mention products, but I'm not getting that close to the water, you know. So that, so but for but for the He's squeeze, talking about the straw, you guys. Yeah. He's talking about but, the straw. Yeah, that's just way that's just way too close to the water. When my earlobe is like touching the water, so I you know, I you know. You um, know, it's funny because like on one hand, um, I really enjoy the squeeze because it. It, it allows me to just chill and relax and like take a breather, dip my feet in the cold, you know, running water and like force break, you know, it's like a force break. Yeah. But I have to say ever since I attempted hiking the Appalachian Trail with the, the Sawyer Mini, I have since ditched it and have gone Sawyer Squeeze. And I don't think I'm gonna go back to the Mini. Yeah, and there's really, you know, the sore, the, the, the thing with the sore squeeze is that it, 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 it works as a multi-functional piece of gear. And then we, you know, because we talk about that all the time too, how to multi-purpose your gear. So we like the squeeze because it does work as the dip and go method. Yes. You know, and then you can it's also... It's an extremely fast, fast gravity yeah. And then you can system. turn around and make a gravity-fed type water system where you can... You've got your dirty bag, you've got the Sawyer squeeze, and then you've got your clean bag and use it as a gravity filter. So and the other, that's why we like the squeeze. Right. And the other last selling point on the squeeze is, is that... You know, a lot of people don't like to use a water bladder. You know, they don't they don't enjoy having that water up against their back or it's too problematic because, 
you know, not all of these lightweight backpacks are, are compatible with bladders or can hold that amount of weight. And so and people are being able to use them very, very quickly with a um, smart water bottle, plastic water bottle. And it's a great dip and go method with that as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So you know what I like. Yeah, and the and all of most of the Sawyer products, um, the Mini and the Squeeze, they both can do up to a hundred thousand gallons of water as long as you keep back flushing your uh, your your the Sawyer Mini or Mini Squeeze. As long as you keep back flushing it, when you get home, you clean out. If you're on a through hike, you know you get to your place every four or five days, back flush that thing. It's almost like a brand new. I'll filter all over again, and uh, Sawyer claims it can do 100,000 gallons before you need to buy a new one. So it's got a lot of value. They're not that expensive. The mini runs at around 25 bucks, um, and the squeeze runs a little bit more. I think, what does that run? About $38, maybe, $35? It's so... Depending on where you buy it at. I mean, it's it's so worth it um but for the extra weight and the extra bulk it's really not that and much. your sawyer bag actually blew one time didn't it um that is a problem with the dip and go with the um squeezes uh the bags are not durable i was um on isle royale in the upper peninsula of michigan oh, that's right. <laughs> and we were duct taping yeah. my water filtration bag yeah. Um, under the stars, it was very romantic, but it yep. failed. It just yeah. it, it, it duct tape does does not work when trying to filter water. So I use I use a Sawyer also, but I use a Sawyer uh, product that you probably don't see very much on in the marketplace. I use the Sawyer through three way inline water system. Now it's a it's kind of one of the earlier generation uh, water filters of Sawyer, but this this is why I like it so much, is because it's extre- it, first of all it weighs exactly the same as the Sawyer Mini. It weighs 1.3 ounces, but what I like about it is that you can both it's got interchangeable ends where you can make a a, a male and or female. End. So you can either click it into a uh, hose or you can put the rubber hose in it. And it makes a great, great gravity system. Um, so the Sawyer three-way usually uh, runs a little bit more expensive, but it is so much cheaper than buying a regular gravity water filter system i mean you'll save about would, 60 bucks you know i would say bulk wise and weight wise it's very it's almost it's identically equivalent to uh the sawyer squeeze yeah and you know i mean it it, it 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 works really fast and so a lot of times what i'll do is i'll actually keep my uh platy in my backpack and i can actually filter my water without ever taking the platy out of my backpack so i really like um it's the sawyer three-way inline water filter and we're going to have links to all of these that we recommend um on this podcast post on the website so if you want to see all the stuff that we recommend all the water filters that we recommend go to our uh, backpacker.tv and check all the water filters out because we have water filters water purifiers and if you're going to travel abroad which one we recommend on that too so so um, purifiers yeah, so water purifier, um, 
absolutely i mean there's just no this the one i like the best for water purifier is the msr guardian it's gonna set you back a couple dollars <laughs> for sure <laughs> a couple dollars is uh, but it's on the a low side. it's a pump type water filter that is a that will purify the water and filter your water so you get the best of both worlds it's heavy um, but it's uh, it's a great great product it's been around for a while um, it again it'll set you it'll set you back it'll set you back but if you do a lot of um, traveling abroad if you you know um, going from different countries that is the best um, only because um, you know you know I would a lot of people say well how come you're not recommending the Steropin well Here's the thing, if you're gonna be traveling abroad a lot, you don't know what your battery situation is gonna be all the time. And so the one thing about the UV type of um, purifying water is that if your batteries start going bad or if you cannot find batteries for your Steripin, you're not be you're gonna be drinking purified water. Um, so the, and, uh, and the MSR Garden I like because it, it eliminates the need for that and it's it'll purify your water. Yeah, I mean when you start acting adding more components to anything your your room for air is so much greater oh absolutely and and that's i think why i've seen multiple stair pins in route you know no longer well, we've seen them be functional yeah, we, we've seen them so so many times <laughs> people have started out with them thinking that's a great and then they never end up with them. right they never so. end up with them. so there's a couple things to consider when buying water filter you guys so just you always look at pore size you look at chemical treatment type, the average life of the filter, how long it's going to last. So the Sawyer lasts 100,000 gallons. I'd be 120 years old before I could drink 100,000 gallons of water in the backcountry. You're not backpacking enough, sir. No, exactly. <laughs> um, how much time it takes to filter one liter of water? Um, because, you know, you, you want to, you know... It's so funny because, you know, backpacking, when you're out in the wilderness, you're like, yeah, you know, I've got all the time in the world. But, you know, when you're thirsty and you want some clean water, time is time does seem to be important. Or you could just, you know, dip your cup in it and drink out of it and hope <laughs> right, for the best. Right. And then, of course, how much <laughs> weight it is. Of course, you know, we are lightweight backpackers, so weight is always important. But the biggest thing, too, is look for replacement parts. How much is it going to cost if something breaks, if you need to replace it? So, again, you know, uh, poor size chemical treatment type, the average life of the filter, how much time it takes to filter one liter of water, how much does it weigh, and how easy is it gonna get parts if something if something breaks. Um, so, and, and then price. Price, but where are you going? Where are you going? And that might alter, you know, what kind of fil filtration system you use. Yep. I'm probably not going to take, you know, the mini Sawyer. Well, I'm not going to take that anyway, but I'm not going to take the Sawyer squeeze necessarily out to the Rockies, right. you know, where I'm right. like having to like find yeah. my water under rocks. That's right. So, yeah. you you know, you start, you have to start to think a little bit more globe globally when you're, well, where are you globally, going? How long are you going to be there? And is weight important to you? When I worked at REI, I can tell you that everybody that came into the water filtration purification thing, the first thing I would say is, first thing I would ask was, where are you going? Oh, I'm going to be going to Mexico. 
here are the here's the water purifiers over here you know where am i going to go i'm going to go backpacking in northern georgia here are the water filtration devices over here so um you know that's really that's really the crux of the whole thing is you know plan and prepare know where you're going and uh and in your geographical area yeah so um thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast we really super appreciate that if you enjoy this podcast please give it a review on itunes it certainly helps uh it spread the word and get out uh, more on itunes we really appreciate it there is still a few more spots left for our okie trip um that which is between march 20th and march 25th of this month so go to our website the backpacker tv and check out our events page that is still up there if you still want to go we have some podcast listeners going with us i know how exciting it is very exciting <laughs> you know so they're coming and so it should be like trust the trail podcast party in those in the swamp oh i uh, can't wait um and we just sent out our newsletter uh, today. So if you haven't signed up for a newsletter, please sign up. Uh, we And I'm going to put a link on this uh, podcast post. Um, we are inviting you, our audience, to be a part of our podcast. So if you have a topic or an idea or something you want to say, record your voice, send it, send it to us at thebackpacker.tv. And we want to put you on our podcast. We want to get to know you guys. We want you to uh, chime in and let us know what you think. Or if you have questions, on March 22nd, we are doing a special podcast called Why You Love the Outdoors. And we want to know why you love the outdoors. So you can find that link on the this episode's post on our website. Click on the link. You'll be able to read the whole newsletter. Um, and then you can get directions on how to do that. But we want to hear from you. We, we want you to be a part of our podcast. Um, and, of course, you can download our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or Podbean. <laughs> did I get it all out? I think so. <laughs> I think you did pretty I'm good. I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Again, we want you to be a part of our podcast. And we will see you next Thursday. Remember, trust the trail. Bye, you guys. Thanks for listening. Bye.